Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the Supercoach Whisperers NRL Supercoach Podcast for 2021. Now, Supercoach is obviously built around points and making money and buying guns, but it's quickly forgotten about the players to avoid and the players that will set your season up for disaster. So in today's pod, I wanted to go over my five top biggest traps for 2021. These are the players that you should be avoiding at all costs, despite their performances of last year. I think there's really big variables that are going to come into play this year that are going to really hamper their stocks moving forward. And these are guys that I suggest that you guys do not buy uh, regardless. Now, I do have five names here. I have touched on one before. Uh, it is Jai Arrow is one of the players in my list. So I won't be going too much into him just because of the podcast that I put out on him prior. If you want to listen to the key points that I made against Arrow, then obviously check that out. But apart from him, we do have four other names that could be controversial, but with the points that I'm making, I think they're a big avoid for you guys in 2021. Now, to kick us off today with the Whisperers players to avoid, we have Kurtman. Now, don't get me wrong, Kurtman had a phenomenal year in 2020. He held a 64-point average, which put him in the elite category of 5'8 slash hookers last year, uh, which was a huge increase on his 2019 average of 31, uh, way up over 100%. Kurtman plays his best footy when he's both hands on the ruck, playing eyes up, looking for opportunities to sniff and get his head in the game and pop up. Uh, he works best with an organizing seven, and that's exactly what Mitchell Pierce was, and that's exactly what Pierce allowed him to do last year. Pierce took a lot of the playmaking side of things and organizing role, which just allowed Man to chime in when he saw an opportunity, and he took one on a few times. He set Ponger up uh, a few good plays on the short side. So that's where Man's best footy plays. But the biggest worry for me is when Blake Green came into the fold at Newcastle, Adam O'Brien was happy to shift man to nine uh, when Green came in. Now, from memory, the Knights hooker line of production was pretty limited. You had Watson out and you had Braley. But people forget you had Chris Randall, who made 71 tackles on debut, looked first grade ready. So if O'Brien was happy with man's performance, you could have left him at six and played Randall at nine. Instead, he was happy to move man basically straight away and, and bring Green into the starting line up. Now, if Green was at six and Man was at nine, his supercoach stocks do drop a little bit, but not as much as I think they're going to because you do have Briley returning. You do have Watson returning. Now, the captaincy Fargo at Newcastle obviously is pretty well reported, so I'm not going to go into that. But basically, yesterday, the leadership group was announced by the Knights, uh, which included Brayley and Green, both positions that Man plays his best footy in and it just seems like Kurt Mann not has been forgotten about but 
just seems to be second option in both those positions when everyone's fit. So where does it leave man in 2021? Priced at a sky high of 570k, I think he's a massive trap and that's exactly what he's going to be in my opinion. He's a bigger void. The rotation is going to be really awkward when everyone's fit because Watson and Mann basically do the same thing. They're a good quality defender. They're a good ball player. They can cover a multitude of positions. They could probably both play fullback if need be. You could slot them in the centers. Uh, you could play them at six. You could play them at 13. You could play them at nine. So they all cover a wide range of positions and you have to pick one. And I think Watson is the better footballer when fit. So it just sees men pushed out of the side, unfortunately. He will play for the first couple of rounds until Green's out, but when Green's back, if you're an owner of Man, you've just got a lot of cash sitting on the bench that isn't going to do a whole lot, in my opinion. Despite a phenomenal season in 2020, Man is a huge avoid for the Whisperer, and one to probably not pick up at all in 2021, I feel. Now, next up on the player to avoid, we have David Nofaluma. And don't get me wrong, Nofaluma at the Tigers last year was simply incredible. He was the best super coach center wing for owners last year, boasting an average of about 75. But uh, a lot of these stats come down to Benji Marshall, I feel. And with the departure of Marshall from the Tigers, I think it spells disaster for whoever the playmaker is that sits in, whether that's Mbai, whether that's Dewey, whether that's Jock Madden. Uh, and I think it, uh, it really hurts Luke Brooks as well. Benji Marshall had a turn back the clock season in 2020 and laid on a massive amount of the Tigers' tries. And like I just said, Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, Moses and Bai, whoever fits in that sixth role is not the same type of creator that Marshall is. I think that's really going to hinder Nofaluma uh, and his 2021 stocks. Obviously, he's priced astronomically at $670,200, and it's not one that I'm going to recommend people to start off with. If the Tigers can click in the gear and Nofaluma finds that form of 2020, then he's obviously a good option to look at post-origin. His price will probably bottom out, and he's one that you can pick up, but the biggest false narrative for me is that David Nofaluma is a base stat monster, but we look at his base over the last couple of years, and he averages less than people like Zach Lomatch and Shibasaki from the Knights, and without an abundance of tries in uh, 2020, I feel Nofaluma would have only averaged around 50, and obviously, yeah, being one of the top try scorers for 2020 really helped his scores. I just don't see it in 2021, unfortunately. I feel Nofaluma is going to come back to the pack a lot. And I feel like he's going to be a big trap for super coaches that just look at averages. Next on the list is one that we made a post on, and it's Tohu Harris. Um, obviously, the Warriors have had a stack of acquisitions in 2021. You've got guys like Adam Fanua Blake. You've got guys like Kane Evans. You've got guys like Ben Murdoch Masilla, all in that front row rotation. And I'm just wondering where Tohu Harris gets his touches from again. Like, obviously, last year, he was focal in their attack. Him and Jazz Devanga really got the Warriors moving forward. And without them, I feel like they would have lost a lot of ruck speed, a lot of rucks themselves. They wouldn't have got over the advantage line. But uh, last year was a career year for Harris. And just like a lot of these guys, they were all career years. He averaged 69 points, but this is a nine-point outlier on his last three years. 2019, 2018, and 2017, he all, had, he all had averages of 58, 60, and 59. And like I said, with the plethora of talent the Warriors have brought in, I just don't see the workload for Harris staying the same. It's going to probably regress, and it's probably going to regress back to where he was three years ago. I feel like there's going to be a nine-point drop-off for Harris. His price is probably going to drop from what he's going to start at in round one, which is 613k. I expect Harris to be around that 500,000 mark. Uh, within probably eight rounds. So if you're buying Harris as a quote-unquote pod, um, expect him to lose a lot of cash and expect his average to be 
around the 60-point range. Now, 60 points is obviously really good for Supercoach owners, but when you're paying that premium money with players like Angus Crichton, players like Tamalolo, like Ryan Madison, you want those consistent 67-plus scores. And I just don't see that workload for Harris in 2021, unfortunately. And last on our list is a bit of a surprise name for NRL watchers because he isn't a big name. He doesn't get a lot of highlights, but it's Aiden Tolman. Last year was very strange because Aiden Tolman just pumped through work like there was no tomorrow. There was a really weak Bulldogs forward rotation. And that led Tolman to being the third best prop forward in the game for players that played more than 10 games. It's weird to see Tolman being spoken about as a premium front row option. But like I said, he silently went about his business in 2020 and had a 65 average with a 61 base and a 1.06 ppm. Now, for the minutes that he played, having over a 1 point ppm is phenomenal. And like I said, I think Tolman was very, very cheap to start the year. But uh, if you did your if you did your research, writing on the was on the wall that Tolman was probably set for a big year. The Bulldogs had a awful rotation. Um, I think off the top of my head, they maybe carried one middle forward on their bench. I know they carried two hookers, which obviously took a spot out. And I think they may have also carried a back. So there was obviously only two positions to rotate uh, for the Bulldogs last year. And Aiden Tomlin reaped the benefits of that. And he obviously got himself a move to Cronulla. Um, but yeah, despite being one of the best options in 2020, at the Sharks, I don't think he's going to have that freedom. You've got guys like Andrew Fafita. You've got guys like Toby Rudolph, Royce Hunt, Jack Williams, and Braden Hemueli uh, that are all going to take minutes from Tolman. So, despite playing 60 minutes last year, a lot of predicted sides have Tolman on the bench, and some some of them even have him out. I don't have Tolman starting in my Sharks 1-17, to but um, yeah, look, all the forwards that saw rotation under John Morris last year, I don't expect any of them to drop out of the side completely. Um, so, yeah, I think Tolman as a supercoach option in 2021 in Cronulla is just not viable. Yeah, I expect Tomlin's minutes to drop from 64 to around 50. That's if he starts, which, like I said, I don't think he will. So, unfortunately, I think Tomlin has trap written all over him, but well done to the super coaches that did pick him up last year. All right, guys, uh, that's it for today. Um, the players that I have for you guys to avoid. Now, a lot of guns from last year. Like I said, there's a lot of factors into why... Uh, I have left them out of the side. There are plenty of guys, if you're going to spend big coin, that are more consistent and have done it over more years. Um, but yeah, look, if you're going to be building your team now, I'd be looking very carefully into the players you're paying big money for. I've always had the golden rule of, if you are going to pay big bucks, make sure that they're consistent and make sure that you're 100% on them as well. So that wraps it up today for us, guys. Uh, there's going to be plenty more content coming out regarding traps. Uh, I've got a good, cheapy report coming out. And uh, we'll have a, an interesting series called Tale of the Tape where I'll be looking at players that probably you guys didn't expect to perform as well as they did last year compared to big names. So that's really exciting. I spent a lot of time uh, doing that. So look, I'm counting down the days until the season. Uh, I'm sure you guys are all too. Uh, for everyone messaging me, Supercoach should be open anytime now. Uh, it normally comes out around Australia Day. So that's it for us today, guys. And like I say, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 